The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome everybody to the KyberCast. This is episode number 66. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Becker, in my new mic. That's why I'm trying to sound a little goofy. And speaking of mics, the other host is... Michael, because I'm not a mic. Sorry, <laughs> I know I had to go there. Um, <laughs> I just want to see what you do. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You've had a busy weekend. I've had a busy weekend. Um, I want to thank my co-host here for coming out and braving out the COVID to uh, help me move. And uh, I'm. It's a mess, but I'm in an office. It should be quieter now. I have a new microphone, which uh, hopefully this sounds better when it comes out on your end. If it doesn't, then uh, I'm going to be pissed off at uh, Yeti or Blue, <laughs> what I have now. Um, you know, this is episode 66, and I so wanted to do the amp where I go and execute order 66, but I didn't do it. You just, you just did it. Right, right <laughs> then. You. It happened. Right then. So... How are you, Michael? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little sore. I uh, I helped a friend move yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm 46. I thought maybe it was because of that. I thought maybe it was because of that big sandwiches you got at the end. No, hurt your back. Oh, no. dude, I put that down. I put a hurt on that. It was gone. It was so good. <laughs> um, no, I'm just old. I'm old and. Yeah. I do something like that, and I'm just sore the next day. I was sore today, but we have more to do. We have, um, I don't know, two or three more stops back and forth. Um, it was kind of a goofy day trying to get the internet back up and running. It's been just crazy. I can't, honestly, I don't even know how we're recording, but we are. We are. We're here. We're oh. a couple days late. But we, you know, late? Part of that's my fault. Uh, so, listeners, just so you know, uh, we originally, you know, supposed to record on Tuesday. Uh, then Joe edits Wednesday or Thursday, depending on time. And usually by Thursday, an episode's up. Mm-hmm. But I asked if we could push off or re or record on a different night because I wanted to watch the debates. Uh, well, I'm not going to go into it politically, but we all know what a shit show that was. I was going to say, how did that work out for us? So maybe we should have <laughs> recorded and watched the debate, or maybe just skip that. You know, hindsight's always 2020. The point is, uh, well, then. Joe was obviously he busy. He's he sold a house and bought a house, so then move in. But here it is Sunday. We're recording. We're going to record on Tuesday as well. So you're not missing an episode. They're just going to come out back to back, just about. Right, right. So uh, this week is a little weird. We didn't, I, you know, again, I didn't uh, spend too much time doing, you know, geek things. Um, but uh, there's a few things of news out there, so I'll let you start, Michael. You you kind of broke this on our our Facebook page, I believe, and other social media. Yeah. So um, the Hollywood Reporter 
uh, announced a few days ago now that Jamie Foxx is in final negotiations to once again play Electro in a Spider-Man film. Now, if you're a hardcore geek like me or Joe, you're like, wait a second. He played Electro in the Andrew Garfield iteration of Spider-Man in Amazing Spider-Man 2. So what's what's going on here? I, I think the answer is simple. It's and it's a it's definitely a confirmation of the multiverse. You I know. Think so? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, so WandaVision is coming out first now uh, as a TV show on Disney Plus coming out soon. We don't know when. We don't know when, right? Just I'm assuming November ish, maybe December. And I wonder already, if they're going to wait till after the Mandalorian finishes its thing, and then come right after that, so they don't lose any quick. That's my guess. That's they'll wait till guess. Mandalorian's almost always. They'll wait till Mandalorian is done, or close to it. Like there might be an overlap of a week, maybe two, but if they don't do it immediately after, that's my guess. But anyway, right? It would be smart to do like a one week overlap, right? Because people are going to keep it, and they may see it and go, oh, "I guess I'll keep it another three weeks or whatever." Right. Right. So. We already know she has reality warping powers. That's the gist of that show. And I realize in the second Spider-Man movie, Far From Home, mm-hmm. Mysterio brought up the multiverse, but turned out to be bullshit. He was from the main MCU. But the fact that people grabbed it quickly, you know what I mean? They didn't say, like, what is a multiverse? They were like, yeah, a multiverse. They get it. You know what I mean? There was not a lot of pushback. Exactly. And I remember. Marvel doesn't make mistakes. They wouldn't throw that out there unless right. it was a hint. And we already know the next Doctor Strange film is the multiverse of madness directed by Sam Raimi. So And don't lots- they don't they sorry, not to not to stop you. I'm, I apologize, but don't they kind of have to do this because this solves the actor problem? Like in a multiverse we could get a young Iron Man. Oh, 100%. 100 You know, I mean, that's that that's really the only thing, the only way they can do it without to keep if you're going to keep continuity, right? Because I I boy, the person that plays Iron Man next, oh, I don't envy that person. It's that's harder than Batman. Way harder. There are some huge huge shoes to fill. So well, You can't. <laughs> well, yeah, well, they're they're going to have to. No, but I mean, they're, I don't know. They're going to do it in a different way. You know, I don't know what that is, but it will be hard. Yeah. So, I like I said, I think this confirms 100% that there is going to be a multiverse. Because, we're see, I'm, I mean, everything's pointing to him playing Electro still. I don't think it's right. going to be. And, you know, they've kind of already kind of uh, alluded to it. I mean, at the end of uh, Far From Home... Who do we see but J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson? Right. Now, he's not the exact same as we saw in the yeah, original he, Raimi. He was bald, right? Uh, no, he had a he had a crop top. Did he have his flat top? Or no, flat top, yeah, it's a crop top. <laughs> yeah, he had a flat top. So okay. he had to wear a wig of sorts. Here, they keep in the old one. In the new one, though, I can't. I guess I don't remember at the end of um, in the new one. He was bald. That's what I meant. The new one, yeah. Yeah, the new one was bald. Yeah, sorry. Right. But, and then also instead of being the, whereas, you know, in the Raimi, he was, you know, the uh, publisher, editor, and chief of the paper. 
right. the Daily Bugle. Just like the comics. Right. But now they made it more modern. The Daily Bugle is more, much more like InfoWars or something like that. Some kind of, you know, they right. don't want you to know news site. So it, it fits. Right. It fits. Yeah, it's more what of the time. Exactly. Much more timely. So they've already kind of established that we could see people come back. So like I said, I think without a doubt, this 100% confirms there's going to be a multiverse. Right. That's Gotta all. Be. That's it. That's but, you, but what do you think of, okay, oh, that being said, he's coming back. Do you, do you, are you happy about that? Did you like him? Here's the thing. I, I never saw Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, that's right. Man, sometimes I have a hard time watching, wondering what you watch. When you, it's like, so why did you not see it then? It didn't look very good. Like, so I, I, I realized why Sony rebooted uh, because they wanted Raimi back and he came up with an idea and they didn't love the idea. And instead of trying to get someone else to continue the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, they said, well, if we're going to get a new director, might as well do whole scale and just reboot it. And right. I saw Amazing Spider-Man. I thought it was fine. But I didn't love it. I'm like, all right, but do they need to do another origin story? It was just, it was fine, but it wasn't, I'm sorry. The first Spider-Man when it came out blew my mind. The second one is far superior. It's right. We talked about that in prior right. episodes, right? Exactly. So now obviously three still made a bunch of money, but creatively was. Problems. Lacking. Yes, exactly. So. I didn't really feel like it needed a reboot. I understand that Tobey Maguire is much older at that point. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, but I don't know. I just, I didn't love the first one. I, like I said, it was fine, but it, it should be better than fine, right? That's the way I look at it. Well, I liked, uh, I, I liked the first one, which we talked about before. We don't have to get back into that. But so for me, you know, I didn't quite care for Electro in the way they, they handled him. In that, uh, of course, I don't know the. Um, I've never read the original comic of how Electro came to be, anyways. I just, you know, to me, I remember Electro from the nineteen sixties cartoon. That was that was what I. You know, back right. then. He wore the green costume with the yellow lightning bolts all coming out of his head. It was very hokey. So yeah, well, I didn't care. When I was a kid, I was a kid. Right. Um, I was okay I, with the retool of how he looked, but. In the comics, literally, he was an electrician that got hit by lightning or something and became... Sure, makes natural. sense. So, I mean, it's very comic booky. So they, they try to make it more realistic, I guess, but it, it's possible. It, it has nothing to do with Jamie Foxx. No. I, I guess I just didn't like it. Was You know, they tried to play... Basically, they did the Nutty Professor. Um, You, you know, this kind of routine of like he's just kind of really docile, you know, comb over hair and this whole... It was very hokey. And then he turned into like, you know, he got all his, basically revenge on the world because everybody treated him bad in right. a way. And it, it was pushed. Um, so maybe it'll be different here. You know, we don't know just because it's, that doesn't mean it's the same. It could be just the same person. Who knows? I mean, clearly, like you said, it's, um, it's gotta be multiverse. Right. Gotta be. Otherwise, why would you do it? Maybe you would, you know, give him another shot. It's not his fault. You know? <laughs> 
Um, no, because there's no other reason to go back. It has to be multiverse. Otherwise, all you're doing is confusing the audience. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah. Well, I, you know, listen, I hope it's good. I'm going to definitely see it when it comes out, when it happens. But, uh, you know, looking forward to it. All right, let's move on. So, Michael, I hear there's uh, a boy spinoff show confirmed. You were talking about that online. Yeah. So, I don't know how far you got in the show. I don't think you've, you're one episode behind, right? One behind, yeah. So, you saw, spoilers, you saw, like, the, the clinic, right? Mm-hmm. So... I think it's somewhat related to that, but basically they're going to be doing a show um, based on younger soups and whatnot. Like, not kind of like, uh, I don't want to say like the X-Men, but it's going to be like right. younger versions because now, you know, they're giving the compound V to people younger and younger. Right. Obviously with Homelander's uh, son, we know he's the first, you know, he obviously was born with his powers because of Homelander. So it's going to be an examination of that, you know, younger versions of soups, but it's probably going to be just as irreverent. But they're making shit tons of money off this, and people are watching. But it sounds like it might be a parody of X Men. Yeah, I could very much. I could see that. I could see that. Well, that's what I'm reading. So, guys, I don't know this off the top of my head. So I'm I'm reading uh, from ScreenRant.com. So it doesn't look like I'm that much more. It's uh, part of the G Men series. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's uh, the untitled show will be loosely based on a group of from Ennis and Robertson's comic book series, a parody of the X Men known as the G Men. I never read that. So, uh, um, uh, in the comics, a man named John God- Godelkin, a parody of Charles Xavier, kidnaps children and takes them to a secret training facility, school in upstate New York. While there, he gives them injections of Compound V until they either develop superpowers or die. Those who survive are given ultimate wealth as long as they keep to the G Men secrets. That said. They are, uh, other things are going on. I won't read the rest of that because it might not be, it'll give too much away, I think. So there you go. Maybe it's, uh, it's going to be off that way. And obviously there were kids in there and that one escaped, right? The one that just blew up people with their mind basically or whatever. Right. Right. Was the scariest person on the planet right now, if that were true. <laughs> but it was cool. And did you notice, uh, Sean Ashmore was in it? Oh, yeah. I was like, what? I thought that was kind of cool. Another hint, right? Well, and I also love the fact that, you know, obviously in the Marvel Universe or the X-Men Universe, he was Iceman. I know, to the opposite. Yeah. Well, they uh, basically made him Pyro, which is funny because Pyro was in X2 and X3. And the same with the Zippo lighter. Yeah, exact same thing. I know, it's funny was perfect I loved it. actually i thought it was great i did too and it, it, again it was another one of those you know you want to hate the kid first then you find out it's it, you know it all kind of turns around so now of course i didn't see the the latest one so he may, may go somewhere else but he did a lot of the right things but paying for what he did the wrong thing for you know exactly which i know we've kind of jumped ahead and we got a couple more seconds to go but uh, we are going to be talking about the boys' state. We can just continue if you want. We can come back talk about the other stuff. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, since we're on it, let's stay on it. Well, no, I just I have to admit, um, for a little bit, I was thinking that the show was not going where I wanted it to, but now I'm back in. 
Yeah, this was the one that kicked you back in, right? You said. I know when you, you texted me while it was after you saw it and was like, "You're back." Yes, I'm back. This this episode did it for me. <laughs> well, it, 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 I, it, I, I thought it, it was a great. It, it was a great I mean, episode. It was, but I mean, it was violent. It was over the top, which of course the boys usually is, but mm-hmm. just it gave it more depth. And then obviously seeing what's going on with Homelander and Stormfront. The layers, like I said, the first three episodes, um, three or four or more, was basically Homelander, um, just being Homelander, and we've seen that already, you know? So I like that we're going deeper in a different direction. We know he's an asshole. Let's move on. Right, right. Oh, I just saw some breaking news. Well, it's been a day, so it's not breaking anything. I'll bring it up after this. Okay. What do you think? Of the episode? Yeah. I I really liked it. I liked that they kind of... Basically, it was the... Um, how do I put it? It was the two people that were... Oh, my God. I'm, I'm messed up with names of the characters. Um, but basically, Butcher and... Star Girl? No, what's what's her name? Starlight. Starlight. I was going to say Star Girl, and that's that what uh, was throwing me off. Um, but uh, so when they kind of came together in a weird way over Hugh, you know, like yeah, I the like protection that. of Huey, right? So they 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 knew by Huey being out or hurt, they kind of rallied around him and by them doing it, they kind of realized that how, what they, what Huey means to them. And I kind of dug that, you know, they're not on the same team, but it is a break for, you know, the butcher to, uh, work with the soup, you know, and it was all because clearly he thinks of Huey like his brother who he, he, he lost his brother. We found out a couple episodes back when they were holed up in his mom's place. So his aunt. Um, that's right. His aunt's place. Yeah. Um, so that's why I kind of dug the episode more, even, even though all that crazy shit happened. And you got to find some more backstory on, uh, um, Oh, what's his name? The guy with, because he had the drug addiction and he went and helped, helped his friends. And that's why, um, the Frenchie guy. Oh yeah. Sir. Yes. Yes. They call him Frenchie, but his name is Serge. I was trying to remember his name. So um, I think is, I, yep. just, I only know him as Frenchie. So um, yeah, I really liked th- that backstory. Like we got to know him, right? This is now we're getting into those episodes where we get to learn about the other people, um, and I like when they do that sometimes because it really brought uh, Frenchie back to or brought Frenchie a little more of what he's went what he went through um, to know how we got there, where we are now, and why he's tried to save. Um, the the Asian girl man my, my, my I I wish I could know all these names I just can't remember them all. It's all good, but yes, I, I see what you're saying because yes, even though Frenchie loves his drugs and whatnot, you find right. out why he was the way he was with her because he's exceedingly loyal. Right. And Louis saw that in the flashback. You know, he had the two friends of his that were basically they wanted him because he was smart and he knew how to take out, take out soups. So. Right. 
everything he's done it was for his friends. So it was a good insight into his character. Absolutely. So I, I really did enjoy the episode. I'm looking forward to catching up. I know you you are caught up. Um, but by Tuesday, when we record, we should be good. So there. Exactly. <laughs> I, so I think last week or the week before, you were ahead. Now I'm ahead. So yeah. that's how, how it goes. It's all good. That's how it goes. Now, this is a total sidetrack thing. Um do you see there's a new feature for Disney Plus that they're going to roll out where you can watch with a friend if they have it, like real time? I don't know. Yeah, I saw that. So, that could be cool. All right. That was not the news that I, that I saw that broke, but I did, I did <laughs> see that. <laughs> oh, where'd it go? Here we go. I did see uh, a Disney official Disney Plus Germany account may have just given up season two Mandalorian's biggest secrets. Ooh, do I want to know? Well, spoilers. If people don't want to know, please turn off now. I'm not going to get. It doesn't give. I'm not going to give plot points because uh, I didn't read them. And I don't want to read them. But it says the Disney Plus Denmark Instagram story confirms Rosario Dawson and Timothy Timothy Oliphant for the Mandalorian season two. It doesn't say characters. It just says they're in it. Well, that's. I mean, all right. So it confirms they're on that, but. Did we really not know that already? Um, I mean, it's been said, right? But hasn't been confirmed. Yeah, but I, I mean, Rosario being an adult Ahsoka is probably the worst, best, the worst kept secret. Right. Was it a secret, Austin. though? And is it a secret, though? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Disney won't confirm. So, therefore. They won't deny either. Exactly. It's a secret. It's just not a it's good a one. It's a secret. Right. Right. Just like we know that Oliphant's playing Oliphant, however you say his name. He's fantastic, by the way. Did you watch um, The Good Place? Uh, I watched a few of them, but I saw him in the HBO show where he's like a, uh, it's a Western. Oh, Deadwood. Yeah, Deadwood. I only brought him up because he does have a cameo in the final season of uh, Good Place, and he, he, oh, he's he? perfect at it. It's he plays himself, and it's great. But that's the only reason I brought it up. But yeah, he was also on uh, what Santa Clarita Diet, that show that lasted a couple right. of seasons on Netflix. That I remember. He, I just love Timothy Oliphant. So him playing what they the theorize he's playing a what kind of like a sheriff. Wearing Boba Fett's armor, isn't that? Well, yeah. If you read the aftermath series, there's a whole prologue of that. I don't read those. That that that's where it comes from. So right. if they're saying that because if it's in universe, right? If these books are in universe and everything's, you know, canon, which they claim, then that's the, which they claim, uh, that's if there's Boba Fett. And it looks like they are. Look, we've already seen proof that they're going back to Tatooine because we saw the Banta and we saw the. Um, sand people. So, you know, it quite possibly could be that. And we've heard the Spurs from from season one. Yep. And now, now I believe a lot of people think that those are the Spurs that showed up on, uh, I can't remember her. I'm sorry, Ming-Na Wen's character. Correct. So it sounds, you know, everything's pointing to to that. 
I wonder how fans will react to that um, that don't, haven't read the book, uh, the Aftermath series. Um, it will be interesting. Well, you read them. Does that excite you? Oh, I'm totally fine with that, but it's not Boba Fett. Do you know what I mean? When people right. say, like, oh, I thought Boba Fett was coming out. Who's this guy? You know what I'm saying? Right. Because if it's going to be Boba Fett, it's going to be, um, uh, oh, my God. You got to tell me the names because I'm so tired. <laughs> Tamora Morrison? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> You're um, fine. Because that's who it would be. Right. right? It has to and be. And now there's still room, and there's rumors of him coming back, but it, if, if, if Oliphant's playing this um, fake Boba Fett or the sheriff, Right, let's say the sheriff. And, you know, Mr. Morrison's coming back. He could be Rex, or he could be Boba Fett that's like all scarred up that comes, that's, that hunts him down. It did get out of the Sarlacc pit. You know what I mean? Right, gets coming for stuff. Right, he wants his stuff back. Which, that would be cool. I think people would dig that. And it's almost like a re-origin story for Boba Fett, and then he goes off and does a thing. Who knows? A spin-off show, Boba Fett. Yeah. Eh, maybe not a spinoff show, Boba Fett. Maybe a spinoff show, Gangsters. And that leads us back to Solo. That'd be cool. No, you mean like Bounty Hunters? Yeah, that's what I meant. Same thing. <laughs> well, I meant Gangsters and like Jabba the Hutt's not a bounty hunter. He is not. Right? He is not. He is. A so crime. I meant like that kind of thing. Yeah, gotcha. Where you get into the, uh, you get into the, um, Crimson, Crimson Dawn, Dawn, you get, yeah. in, you mm-hmm. get into all of them. So it's more like about the gangsters. Like, you know, it'll be the, uh, uh, the gangster series of you know Disney Plus and Star Wars. I'd be good the with Godfather, that, but I think it'd have to be at least PG thirteen, and I don't know. That's as far as yeah. Disney Plus will go is PG thirteen, and they still try to stay at the PG level, you know. True. All right. Well, that was some quick news there. I mean, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna move us up to the geek this week because I actually did something that. Uh, you know, maybe some of our listeners may not think I would do. Um, but I kind of geeked out a little bit on Star Trek this week because I wanted to go back and I watched uh, Michael's favorite movie of all time, um, Star <laughs> Trek Through the Wrath of Khan. That's not my favorite and, movie of all time. Oh, it's not? Okay. I thought it was. And, uh, and then immediately watched The Search for Spock. Um, and I... Well, I you know I liked watching Khan, not so much Search for Spock. It's kind of a meh, meh movie. Um, there's some decent writing in Wrath of Khan if you watch it, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of foreshadowing in that by line um, if you actually sit down and pay attention to it. But I came to a real revelation, and Michael and I kind of talked back and forth uh, via texting. I, I found out I, I, in my head, I, I see why Star Trek doesn't come across the way to me that other things do It's because they still think television like those movies regardless like script and budget it's not about budget it's about the way they 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 approached the actual the, the the series they approached it like a television show because it was a television show and they did not know how to translate it to film i would argue um it took quite some time before they looked cinematic. And I would say, and you may hate to hear this, Michael, but you're going to have to hear it. JJ made Star Trek more cinematic than anybody else before him was Star Trek. Full stop. 
I disagree. Um, I, I mean, I've watched almost all of them. These did not feel cinematic. It's 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 lighting choices, it's camera angles, it's the way they move things around. They didn't do like especially the Wrath of Khan. Like, granted, that's a while ago, but it's also a peer group of. It's within throwing distance of when Empire was made. It's not like way after, and it's not about budget. It, it's it's just you know they didn't get the talent behind the camera that they needed. They didn't. And you watch it, the staging, the blocking, everything. That's why it doesn't feel right or doesn't feel big. It's because they shot it like a made-for-TV movie. It doesn't make it bad. I'm just showing the difference. Like, don't take it as bad. It just That's just my take on it. See, I, I disagree. Nicholas Meyer uh, did a fantastic job with Wrath of Khan. And he, he made, he saved Star Trek. If that movie had not done what it did, we would not be watching Star Trek. You know, we wouldn't have seen eleven more. So again, you're misconstruing what I'm saying. No, I don't think I am. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. I'm just saying it's not cinematic. It's a great made-for-TV movie, and it did really well at the box office because people. It was a good story. It was well, you know, I just said the story was pretty well written. There's a lot of good things in there. You get to find out that you know Kirk had a son. Which they quickly got rid of in the next movie, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, um, it was pretty quick. I mean, guy didn't even last movie. Like, how are you supposed to feel bad? I don't know. Anyway, um, I think we can safely say that Search for Spock didn't quite live up to Rathacon. No. But um, I mean, Rathacon is a well written movie. It's, 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 I'll say it's paced well, as in like each scene going to the next is good. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the choice of lighting, color, like, Art direction, all those things are just subpar. I disagree. I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't know how you can say Undiscovered Country isn't cinematic. I don't know. I'm how not you talking say, Undiscovered Country. I'm talking Rathacon right now. But no, you literally just said that Star Trek did not no. become cinematic until J.J. Abrams. And I said he. Yes, I think he did the best job of it. Yes. But that's not what you said. Yeah, I, you said I said that Star Trek was up. not cinematic until J.J. Abrams came in, and I disagree with that whole whole cloth. Okay, well, let's go back to Wrath of Khan, then. Okay. What do you think? Do you think it's really shot well and and cinematic looking? Uh, it's been a while since I watched it, so I have to go back and look. But considering the time period and the low budget. I think they did pretty damn good with what they had. Do I think it looks like a TV movie? Not for that point in time. Because at that point in time, I mean, if you want to compare it against what was going on in TV, you had like, you know, Galactica 1980, which shit. Um, (laughs) It is. But even going back and looking at the 1978 Battlestar Galactica, um, loved it as a kid, but, you know, watching it, a little bit older, you realize that anytime there's a space battle, it's the same five space scenes looped over and over. Right. So, um, that said, though, it has been a while since I watched it, but I thought the entire uh, battle within the nebula was very cinematic uh, in that he they made use of the fact that this was a battle that was in three dimensions as opposed to two, like a ship, like a naval ship battle. 
And uh, I thought they usually used that. Now, um, the sets were cheesy, of course, but, you know, it's Star Trek on a low budget. And I thought, you know, they did well with what they had. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because of when I saw it as a kid. But to this day, the USS Reliant is one of my favorite ships, the NCC 1864. I can recite that from mm-hmm. memory. And I, because I thought it was an iconic looking ship. So, I'll, so I'll go back and watch it again. Um, the, pr- the, the production budget for. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, was $12 million. Right. What do you think Empire Strikes Back was? Without looking it up. $18 million. 23 Okay. So, almost double. Right. But that doesn't mean, you know, that's the only reason. No, but you no. also got to remember, I mean, you had a visionary... Director, not director, direct, I should say visionary producer in George mm-hmm. Lucas because he had full control. But he, you know, he was smart enough to take, uh, have other people like Irving Kirshner take the reins. And Empire benefits because of that. I mean, Star Wars is a fun movie, no question. And it really launched the series. But George Lucas is not a fantastic director, nor is he a fantastic sure. writer. Right, we've talked. Well, he's a good writer. Um, Not when it comes to dialogue. Well, that's a different company. Yeah, but his stories are great. And the funny thing about Lucas is, is that he's people usually idea. come around. He's usually ahead of people, and then they kind of come around and go, "Oh." Um. Anyways, all I'm saying is, I think they could have done better at the time. That's that's me, and that's why when I watch it, that's what's hitting me when I when I personally watch them. But you're um, watching it now, so. When was the first time you saw it? Wrath of Khan? Yeah. When it, when it came out in the theaters, I saw it at the theater. Hmm. I mean, they came out two years after Empire Strikes Back. So it's not like, you know, they didn't see what to do. Yeah, but the, the first film was not good at all. Motion oh, no. Not a good film no. It, I, I, again, I'm not saying Wrath of Khan's bad. I'm just saying there's it's the difference of it just doesn't feel cinematic. It's a good story. It's a good movie. That was my geek this week. So <laughs> what's yours? Jeez. Uh, my geek this week, I actually am just about finished with uh, the fourth book. No, third book. I don't know. Fourth, fourth novella in the murder bot series. Wanted to finish that up before we launched into Dune. So mm-hmm. just about done with that. It's, just fun. It's a. I've gone on about it before. It's just about a, a, a cyborg that becomes sentient and decides. It, uh, it's a question of how human. What is human, right? So, right. Enjoying that. Um, gotten away from comics just because I haven't had the time. But um, I think that's my only geek this week. I think just reading that and trying to get caught up, getting ready, for, you know, uh, reading up on. Uh, Oh, no, no. Duh. <laughs> the uh, most recent episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh, that's still on? It's still on. And I got to say, I think this last episode wasn't strong as shit. And I, the references they dropped and the homages they made was 
chef's kiss. It was fantastic. Is the uh, show written by Dennis Miller? No. Oh, okay. No, it's been, it's written by Star Trek geeks that love the show. And uh, You didn't get my joke, did you? Did? No. Because that's all Dennis Miller does when he hit, makes jokes is references other things. So. Yeah, but he references obscure things. Right. The Star Trek, so they don't rep, reference obscure things? That, if I watched it, I probably wouldn't know any of them. Oh, you're not a Trekkie. No, I'm not. No, they, I mean, they borrowed heavily from uh, the first and second Star Trek films on this one. Oh, man, they even borrowed uh, parts of their theme songs. And it's, it was, oh, it was really good. It was such a good episode. It was so much fun. I'll take your word for it. I admit the first, the, I, I admit the first episode was very yelly. Um, and it's taken a little bit for the show to find its legs, but now that it has, I'm in, I'm hundred percent in. So, so what are you telling me? I should watch it. Is it, should, will it pull me in? No. Well, okay. you've, already, you've already made your decision. You're done with this show. I told you that if there's something happens and that you think I need to see it and it will change my mind, I do. I it. don't think anything will change your mind. Okay. You sure? Yes. This show okay. is meant for Trekkies. It's written by and for Trekkies. Got it. You're never going to love it because you're not a Trekkie. Okay. Well, I think that's a good thing then. Um, if, if it if it's if it's appealing to, I mean, I asked the question, right? Who's this for? Now, if it's writing, if if the writing is getting to the hardcore Trekkie, because that's what they're doing with with, then then it's it's a success, right? Well, that's the thing. Not every hardcore Trekkie loves this. I, you know, I put polls out there and I've interacted with the fans. Uh, some of the listeners and whatnot, and also some people just responded to some of my questions. Um, there are Trekkies out there that absolutely hate it and think it's the it's terrible and that um, the only animated Star Trek worth watching is the one from the 70s, the animated series. Um, and that's fine if they think that. I, I don't necessarily disagree. Um, well, I do disagree in that I, I do enjoy this more. Um, but, you know, it's... It's for hardcore Trekkies, but not even all hardcore Trekkies are going to like it. Because it is a bit of a left turn. There is, I'm, I'm not going to lie, there is the yelling. There is the, you know, tint of Rick and Morty on it. Well, that's that's their their production team, so it makes sense. Exactly. So, this, so, like you said, we keep going back to this, but yeah. who is it for? It's, it's for a hardcore Trekkie that is okay with it having that tint of irreverence and also reverence because like I said, it, it does make lots of homages and references to previous Trek and lovingly so, but also sometimes it's not afraid to say some of this shit's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> and it's okay with that. And I'm okay with that too. <laughs> so. All right. That's good. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad it's working out for you. And like I said, I, when I say that you don't like it, it's it's not. I hope I want to make sure I'm clear on this. It's it's not a judgment call on you in any way, shape, or form. You just you're not a Trekkie. You will watch it, and some of it you enjoy, but mm-hmm. it's it's hard to describe. It's kind of like saying, you know, there are people that like dogs, and then there are dog people. 
You know what I mean? No, I, I to- listen. I totally get what you're saying. There's a ton of people that that will watch Star Wars and will never touch Rebels, cartoon show, animation. Right? right? Totally get it. I get it 100. percent That's kind of what this is. But then again, but also funny. <laughs> it's a hard sell. I admit that. But I, like I said, personally, I'm enjoying it. Cool. I still haven't reached that point where if they said we're going to cancel it, I'd be really bereft. But it would it's it's gone long enough now that it would sting. I need to know the point where you'll pay for it. Never. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a big point though, right? Don't you think? Well, okay. The point when I would pay for it, not necessarily. If I'm going to pay for it, it's what five ninety nine a month for uh, CBS All Access. I would not. No, I don't pay for it. Exactly. <laughs> Where do I? I know. I mean, that's I mean, that's the commercial one. I mean, if you want no commercial, I think it's like ten bucks a month or something. Right. Why would I pay for that when I can? When I know, at some point, it's going to be released either on Blu-ray or uh, digitally for me to own. And I know, like with Rick and Morty, again the making that analogy Rick and Morty I can drop 10 bucks a season and I own it digitally right so if I was going to let's say I didn't have access and I was I couldn't watch this show I would probably pick up the first season if and when it dropped 10 bucks for the season that's the only way I'd pay for it I wouldn't pay for a subscription right I don't on a side note there uh, CBS offers enough with their subscription that's all um, as a side note, I did see that CBS is playing the first season of Discovery over the air. Yes, but that's because of COVID. Well, it's out there for people. I mean, I'm telling you, if you if you haven't watched it, I mean, um, look at CBS. You might be able to get it on demand uh, on your cable company because they released season one of Discovery. And I think you should give it a watch. It's pretty good. I liked it. Season two is what sold me. And I was like, yes. 100%. For me too. I liked season two better. Yes. Until it got a little too much dramatic at the end. But anyways, we'll find out what happens soon. Well, we can talk about Raised by Wolves. Um, you're done, right? I'm done. So I think I'm one or two behind now. I can't remember. Because they dropped two at a time, right? Except for the, well, no. Um, I mean, yes, they did two at a time until the finale. Because they went, they dropped the first, what, three? And then did yeah, but I, I think I missed the last two, which would be the finale and the one before that. Okay, yeah, because they did so, three, then four and five, six and seven, eight and nine, and then the finale is number ten. So that one was one. So without giving anything away, um, because I don't want to be spoiled, was it worth the hours? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I love how you're, you're just so definitive. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Okay, was it worth it for you? Again, it's maybe, and I'm not going to ruin anything. As I said, no spoilers here. Yep. There are some surprises and twists and turns, as one would expect in a finale. Okay. Uh, so I was legitimately surprised at some things, but they've... They left it on a cliffhanger, so I'm not ruining anything, I don't think. I think you know, you, you realize, you know what's going on in season two. I don't think it's surprising you to find out there's a cliffhanger of some sorts, is that, 
or not. not well, how are you going to get to season two, right? Right. Um, they end it on a cliffhanger, and that's all I'm going to say about that. And it's it's becoming much more like Lost for me in that, all right, I'll go further down this road, but at some point I'm going to get pissed if there's not a good payoff. Like, this story <laughs> turns out to be nothing but bullshit. I'm going to be pissed. Right. Um, because we don't, well, as you've seen all along, and the episodes you haven't seen aren't really any different, we don't get a lot of answers. It's sci-fi. They keep right. telling us about this world. We know it's the Mithraic and the atheists, and we know the androids. And um, Is there anything? I mean, I don't want to ruin anything, so I don't know. No, don't tell me. That's good. It's fine. We'll get to it. Yeah. We'll but, uh, to discuss. We have a few more days. We'll have the discussion. I'll catch up. I'm just saying. I mean, they're playing with the ideas of motherhood and fatherhood, you know, which is what we've been talking about. Yeah, exactly. So n- none of that has changed in these last episodes, even the ones you haven't seen. So it's interesting in that fact, or in that you know light. But there's no major payoff in the last two episodes because we know the second season's coming. And again, this could very easily turn into a show where we get done with it. Like, I'm not talking the end of season two. I'm talking like when the show series finale, yeah. series finale, where I go, fuck you, Ridley Scott. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. And nothing has happened in this series, in this first season, to assuage my fear of that. Gotcha. That's right. Okay. All right. And I look forward to Tuesday when we can talk about the finale. Cool. All right. Well, one more piece of news. Um, On Friday, Star Wars Squadrons has dropped, if you're at all any video game person. Um, It's like 40 bucks, you said, Michael, right? Yeah, I was surprised. It's only 40 bucks. So that tells me uh, it probably does not have a super long campaign. Now, I'm just spouting this off the top of my head. I haven't looked to see how many hours the campaign is. Mm-hmm. I, I have to believe like most games now or nowadays they're the focus is on the multiplayer. Yeah, this is a multiplayer and there there is a small campaign that you, it, I think it you can play on both. So it makes you play both sides. Correct, correct. Um I do you know anything about the campaign what the story is? Because I don't want to ruin No, anything. I don't. Okay, then I'll shut up. I know something to do with, you know, Bail Organa. Um There's a bit of, of that, yes. But uh but uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. Don't don't spoil it. I'm not gonna, not gonna, not gonna say a thing. I just the game looks sweet. I'd love. I'm thinking about picking it up. But uh, as a 46 year old man, I'm not a 20 year old man, which means I can't pick up every game that looks interesting to me and then play it for right. weeks and weeks right. and weeks. I think you're the right. same. Well, I know I'm the same, right? So, like for me, video games is I buy Call of Duty every year, and I think I've mentioned this before, and right. I play that. And I love it. And, you know, I play with my brother and I'm terrible, but I enjoy playing it. I don't have a lot of time for a lot of other things. I mean, I know you got um, the last Star Wars game, the, um, oh, what was it called? Fallen Fallen Order or whatever, right? Yeah. Yep. Fallen Order. That looks good. And I want to buy it and play it at some point. It's fun. I'm so 
yeah, I, I need to get it going again after we get the move and I actually have a room to play it and stuff. I even hear so. the story's pretty good and it's supposed to be all canon, so I want to check it out. But I haven't had time, you know? So I will. But now my question is, I figured that was going to go on sale around Christmas to a, what? That's, I've already seen it for around 30 bucks, 30, 40 bucks. I'm assuming Christmas time we'll probably see 20, 25, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I plan on picking that up, but, you know, two months out, I can only assume at starting at 40 bucks, Star Wars Squadron is going to drop down to 30 or so at Christmas. So how much time do I have for games? You're an adult, man. You are an adult. Well, the question, I mean, so the kind of question that. goes to you as, as well. I mean, I don't know. What, I don't know if you play Call of Duty. Um, no, I know you played Fallen Order and enjoyed it. So, I want you know, when it comes down to it, if if I had to choose between the two games, I'm going to pick Squadrons between that and Fallen Order because they both look interesting. But I'm kind of a sucker for um, aerial combat games. Right. And that appeals to me. I mean, part of the reason why I love Star Wars and any sci-fi are ship battles. Right. So if this lets me get into an X-Wing and participate or a TIE Interceptor or whatever and participate in ship battles, fuck yeah, I'm into that. Well, even better, dude. If you have uh, a VR system, it's built for VR as well. I don't have that. Uh, I did read the reviews on that and I, it sounds like that was kind of like something ancillary that they tacked on at the end, so it might not mm-hmm. be the best. And I don't think a lot of people have the VR system. I mean, I, if I had it, I'm sure I'd try it, but I, who doesn't want to pilot an X-Wing, right? No kidding. Not just that. Even a, a TIE fighter. Right? Who wants? Who doesn't want to take a TIE fighter up against, you know, uh, you know a Rebel Frigate? Right. Or who doesn't want to take an X-Wing against a Star Destroyer? Exactly. I want to do all those things. I agree. I agree. So, like, but I'll probably wait till Christmas because I'm a 46 year old man and doesn't have all the time in the world to play video games. <laughs> just what it comes down to. I just don't. Cool. Well, we've got one more thing, Michael. Make the announcement because uh, it's a big one. Well, not big. Well, we've by the been time, talking about it. Right. We've been talking yeah. about it. So by the time you listen to this. Uh, we will have started the first Kybercast book club and our first book is Dune. I reminded everyone earlier this week. Uh, I think we're going to start with basically, uh, we'll do some open discussions on our uh, various social media sites. Um, if people are interested, I'm more than fine. I'm more than willing to open up, uh, different ways to have like scheduled discussions if people want that. Uh, right. I really, it's whatever the, the listeners want. I'm willing to make the take the time and facilitate this. If people want to do a go-to meeting, I would do that. If people want to actually see each other and, and talk, or if people just want to chat, you know, have a group chat, I'm willing to do that. So I think we'll start probably just on our social media, like asking questions about the book and asking what people think and then responding. Um, I haven't gone through the entire book yet. Like I said, I'm going to start probably tonight. And be ready for our first, uh, for our next episode. Because the, the what I'm looking at here is I haven't chopped the book up into sections. Uh, from my understand, it doesn't have actual chapters. No. Like the, uh, the running guide, give or take. Uh, because we're going to be taking this through to December, which is eight weeks away from now. 
not from to now, from tonight. So I'm thinking about 100 pages a week. Shouldn't be too much for a sci-fi geek. If if you want to read more and go faster, that's fine. But we're going to be discussing this in about, give or take, 100 page chunks. Okay, good. That helps me. <laughs> well, just and like I said, I, I once I get into it a bit more and I'm going to look into the book, I just haven't had the time. I'll look for natural stopping points in the book. Yeah. And if it makes sense that, you know, week one or let's say week two, it makes sense to stop at 180 instead of 200 or, or stop at 220 or whatever it is, I'll make right. that note. So, but I, and I'll try to do it well ahead of time. So that way people aren't like, whoa, hold on. I wasn't ready for that. Right. Right. But like I yeah, said, I think it's a, it's a good increments because you know, there, it, there's just a lot going on. <laughs> so right, people have lives and you know, this is the first uh, book club we're running here and I've been doing a lot of research online and a lot of places say like every other week you should expect your readers to have read 60 to 120 pages. Right. Well, that's all fine if you're reading some lighter kind of, you know, book of the week books that you can do that and get through the whole book in two or three sessions. We're reading a massive tome. I mean, 800 pages. So, but I also know sci-fi geeks. I know geeks in general. Sometimes they can be a little bit, once they get into something, they get into something. I think um, last year I read Pierce Brown's The Dark Age, about 750 pages, give or take. Mm-hmm. I think I read that in like a week, maybe a week and a half. Tore through it. Loved it. So, well, like I said, about 100 pages a week. I'm repeating myself now, so I'm going to shut up. No, that's good. I look forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm already got 100 in, so I'm caught up. That's good for me. Um, and that's going to be good for this, uh, I'm going to say mini episode, even though we did get to the 53 mark. <laughs> it's, a mini, right. mini, it's a mini quick episode. Uh, thank you all listeners for your patience this week. It's been crazy, uh, a good crazy. Um, I have another crazy week coming up. Uh, lots of things happening this week as well. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll keep this ship moving forward. Um, uh if it's your first time listening, I hope uh, you listen again because there's going to be better episodes than this one. I guarantee you that. <laughs> one wasn't that bad. We've had fun. Well, you know, it's, it's not it's not our top one, but uh, I'm still happy to do it. I love doing this show. Um, so, you know, hey, tell a friend about the show. We'll we'll keep this thing going. Um, if you want to keep in touch with us on social media, Michael's got you covered there. That's right. Look for us on Twitter. We have a group and a page on Facebook, and we have Instagram. I'm trying to keep them all up to date all the time, as much as I can. I do have a day job, but uh, always, if you leave a comment, I'm pretty quick to respond, usually within an hour or so at tops. Perfect. That's going to do it this week. We hope you had a good time, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.